Welcome to Adventures with My 40s. I'm Courtney Novak, a 41-year-old woman trying to figure out how to thrive during this decade of life. You can find the show notes at CourtneyHenningNovak.com. And here's the show. Hello, adventurers. This is episode 16. I did not mean to take a month-long break since my last episode, but, well, I was making a book, and I published the book, and also it's 2020, so I have, like, so little time. <laughs> it's it's crazy, and I don't really have the time to record an episode today either, but I missed doing the show, so it's like, fuck it, here I am. And... I'm even in the master bedroom, which is Nathan's office for the rest of the year at least, and has been since March, since the first shutdown, and hopefully only shutdown, please. <laughs> but um, I, I usually record in our guest bedroom in the front of the house, but our neighbors across the street have had construction and that just keeps going, and it's like a one of those, you know, wood circular saws just keeps going on and off, and I can't record an episode with that. So he, Nathan, very grace, graciously abandoned his office to work at the kitchen table, and he was eating some sort of breakfast from our favorite Mexican diner. Um, so the room has a very good smell right now. All right, so I wanted to do a distance learning episode. I did... Um, an episode, I think back in July, episode four, Distance Learning and Mental Health. Let's say the name of this episode is, you know, I don't know, Distance Learning Sucks, or, you know, something, fill in the blank with whatever expletives you want. So, yeah, it's November 12th as I'm recording this, and we have been distance learning, my God, for almost three months now. And and it sucks. Um, we're still doing it mainly because we are, I've mentioned this before, but um, we got into our school by a lottery. It's not our home school, and we love our school, and we don't want to just give it up. And I don't know how to, like, keep the slot there and um, stop doing distance learning. So we are doing distance learning. But, yeah, it's just tough. So, um, and I hit, like, total burnout by the beginning of October, about six weeks into this debacle. And I was, I was, I've been writing a fantasy novel. I have this whole idea for a fantasy series and I, you know, I finished the first draft, um, in last May and did all this work over the summer scheming, you know, like doing character development and world development and figuring out like how I wanted to revise the book. And then I was trying to revise the book and discovered that trying to revise a fantasy novel while your second grader is in distance learning is like, it's just impossible for me because the amount of attention I need to give the fantasy novel and the amount of time I need to like, because if it's 20 minutes a day, it's just not enough. And, you know, if you keep, then you just keep rewriting the same paragraph over and over again. And I was really spinning my wheels and, you know, just feeling very drained by, um, the experience of adjusting Pippa to distance learning, adjusting myself, and we we have a pod now, and that's great, but we didn't have that start in the beginning of the year because we were just trying to figure out how distance learning worked, and um, the pod meets in this room that's like a lanai, so it's like up an enclosed patio, and it was just too damn hot, and then we had wildfires, so the smoke, and it was just, 
oh god, it's just 2020 just keeps finding new ways to suck. So anyway, I like by October 1st was just like really like feeling kind of broken and shattered. And then I got the idea to make a book called, and I pretty much got the title and the idea for the book at the same time, called the Distance Learning Activity Book for Parents Just barely holding on to their last shred of sanity. So that was my October. I, like the book just poured out of me. I made it on Canva, which is this online graphic design program that anyone can use because if I can use it, you can use it. And I got the book published by November 1st. So hence there were no episodes because I was busy um, working on the book and publishing. And um, yeah, it's on Amazon now if you want a copy. It has like distance learning bingo and um, make your distance learning nickname and mascots and so all sorts of little games and it's also but it's also can be read just as a humor book like you don't have to if you don't have to be an activity book person you can just like read it and laugh at my humor um the look inside the book feature that amazon has hasn't been activated yet so i think i i signed up to do it and it should be available in like four or five days and that's when i i was going to try to market the book i was and then I realized people and people were clicking to look at the book, but it's tough to want to buy a book if you can't actually see what's inside it. So if you're interested, um, I'll put it in the show notes because I've actually posted a bunch of the pages on my website so you can get a look inside the book. But if not in like a few days, this will be um, it'll be available on Amazon. Knock on wood. At least I have wood since I'm in my master bedroom with the chest of drawers. Okay, so I writing that book really it, it really restored my spirits partially because it's a project I can like I love having projects and I love writing and making things and so the fantasy series fulfills that for, was fulfilling that for me but I couldn't do the fantasy series with the amount of interruptions I get whereas the book where if I'm making you know the day that I was making the bingo page if Pippa comes and interrupts me seven times it's okay because I can jump back into that very easily. Whereas like the fantasy novel, when that flow gets broken, it's like really hard to get started again. And if you have to keep getting started every five minutes, it's, nothing happens. And then it was just very cathartic because I really let loose about just how much I hate distance learning and just how hard it is and like, and, and was humorous about it. And so it just felt good to laugh about a shitty situation. Um, yeah, our district, I feel like our school district here in Pasadena is failing us. One thing I know is they're not allowing the teachers to pre-record lessons for the kids. So, and they haven't activated, we're doing Google Meets because the other program they signed up for keeps crashing and doesn't seem to work well for us. And the teacher doesn't have the mute button feature. So the teacher can't just mute the kids and keep them muted. So... Rather, so it would be nice if he, if our teacher could just teach the math lesson and upload it and they could watch it when they're ready to watch it and not be interrupted 872 times by their classmates. But the district's not allowing that. And I know it's not a California thing because my niece in Northern California is allowed to have recorded lessons, which is also very um, accommodating to parents who work because if a parent has a work call. I don't know how parents who are working, like I work because I want to podcast and I write, I have work that I feel called to do, do. but it's, I am flexible about when I do it and I'm not like making real money yet. So it's okay that I'm not 
I mean, no, it's not okay that I'm not getting my time to write. It really sucks, but I have flexibility. Parents who have like job jobs, where like both of them have job jobs, I don't know what the hell they're doing to keep like to do this because like a second grader, like if you have a high schooler, I, I know people with as young as fourth graders who are fairly much like on autopilot and able to handle the programming and do their independent work and follow along. But with second grade, it is just a disaster. Um, it sucks <laughs> so much. That's my mantra. Um, yeah, so the district is just failing us and I can't change that. I can't change what the district does. I can complain about it, though. I have a right to say, like, hey, district, you suck. Um, I keep meaning to write a letter to the editor to, like, the local newspapers, and really I should. When um, they spent $2 million on, like, a curriculum that whenever the teacher uploads it, it's like, we, we don't, it's like, it sucks. It's like, why is this, why aren't we just teaching? Like, why do the kids have to spend more time on the computer doing computer lessons about reading when they could read I don't know a book like there's a school library why can't they just be giving out books to the kids and you know exchanging them like we have books I know that not everyone has parents who are have the time or access to libraries or to just go into the bookstore or Amazon but like the school has books that they could be circulating with the kids so I, the school district's failing us so yeah the thing I wrote out a list of 10 points I wanted to make in this episode. The first one is, this is hard because it is hard. We've been doing this so long, it has become like the new normal. You know, back in March, this was hard because it was all brand new. And we were having to learn to, oh, I go to the grocery store and I have to bring a face mask or a scarf with me. Oh, I have to actually even figure out where to buy face masks. You know, now you go into Old Navy and the face masks are everywhere. But back then, Old Navy was closed. We couldn't walk into our Old Navy. And they didn't, like, people didn't know that they were going to have to, like, be selling face masks in 2020 in January. So, you know, it was all new and tough. And it was really tough because everything was new. Now, things don't seem so tough to me because we have our routines. Like I know at 8 a.m. Pippa has to like boot up her Chromebook and I have to help her log into Google Meets. And I know that I have to pick up Julian from preschool at 11.30 and that I have to send him to school with a mask. And you know, like all these things have become normal. And I have to remind myself, they've become normal for 2020, but they're still really, really hard. And it, it's still really hard that my daughter, a second grader, does not go to school and she's an extrovert and she needs to be around her peers and she's very independent and she needs to get away from her mother. But instead, she's going to pod and she's at home and pod, you know, and online school, thank God, doesn't last as long as a normal school day. But it's also like there's more hours that are just needing to be filled. This is hard, I have to remind myself. It's become the new normal, and there's a lot of routines and habits I've built around it. But, and so it's easy to forget, this is hard. And I have to remind myself, this is hard. I write it in my journal. This is hard. It feels hard because it's hard. I'll look around some days and be like, my God, why am I so drained? Why am I so grumpy? Why am I sick of this? I'm like, oh, because I'm, it's 2020. And I, instead of having my easy year where Julian goes to school five days a week and does the after school program at least three days a week, if not five, and having Pippa in second grade out of school, 
instead I have Julian only going to school three hours a day and Pippa is never goes to school and she goes to a camp three days a week which is great but I have to drive her there and then I have to turn around and pick her up a few hours later and you know it's just there's just so much work that I'm doing to keep things going and there's all the usual stuff. I mean, the laundry still gets dirty and needs to be washed. The counters still need to be clean. The dishes still need to get done. And, the, you know, the dishwasher doesn't magically start unloading itself just because it's 2020 and I'm distance learning. And so that's just something I have to do is remind myself constantly. And then I forget it and I have to remember it and remind myself again, this is hard because it's hard. It's not because I have some, like, character weakness or moral failing. It's, it's because we're all doing something that's really hard. All of us in distance learning, at least. Paying attention and being curious does help me a lot. This helps me with a lot of areas of life. Um, but it's definitely helping this year with distance learning because it helps me figure out, oh, this isn't working. Let's tweak this. Or, you know, like just, I have to pay attention to my feelings and not just stuff them down. Now, my knee-jerk automatic reaction is let me stuff down my feelings and I could do like a whole year of episodes about feelings. Um, you know, my, I know my factory settings, if they were restored to original would be, let me feel my feelings. Cause that's what my kids do. They, they have feelings and my God, their feelings get felt. But somewhere along the way I learned like my reaction became, I'm not supposed to have feelings. I'm not supposed to have feelings that are called bad, you know, that we label as bad. Um, so I have to, but when I catch myself having feelings that I perceive as difficult, and I am working on learning that, you know, feelings are just feelings. They're not automatically good. They're not automatically bad. And just because it feels difficult doesn't mean it's bad because feelings have messages for me. Like they let me know like my needs. Like sometimes it's, oh, I have an unconscious belief that I need to change. Like mom guilt is kicking up and I need to like, like look at like what, like underlying beliefs are making me feel guilty about like XYZ. Um, or like my feelings are like a call to action. Like if I notice I'm feeling like I have been spending too much time with my children, that is my way, my body's way of saying, you need a break. Like you can't be constantly on for these kids. And it's a reminder for that it is okay for me to say, go play with your toys and go to my the guest bedroom and close the door and do some writing. Um, or just lay down on the bed and be like, no, I'm reading a book by myself, you know, now I need to take care of myself. Um, and by, you know, modeling self-care, that's how my kids are going to learn self-care. It's not, you know, me telling them one day when they're older, you need to take care of yourself. Like, and if they've never seen me take care of myself, like, how would they even know what that looks like? So yeah, paying attention and being curious and doing my best to allow my feelings because my God, there are so many feelings in 2020 and with distance learning. Um, I have to work at being inten intentional about this experience and being an advocate for myself and my children um, and my family. Um, yeah, just seeing when something really isn't working with um, distance learning. Like, for example, our teacher has this habit of giving an assignment verbally and then putting it online where we have to turn it in in a different way. So he'll tell us. We got told by, we had, we actually had a substitute teacher for a few days, and the substitute teacher told us to write a poem about a younger sibling who's getting on your nerves, and it's, you know, fiction. But it was supposed to be a poem. And Pippa did not want to write a poem. She's in second grade. She doesn't, she was, she's been learning how to write sentences and 
prose and it was very uncomfortable for her to write a poem, but we worked at it and we got the poem written and it was like a poem, but you know, without rhyming, but it was still, and we had, she wrote it all up neatly and I go to upload it and the assignment on the, you know, we use a program called Canvas. Um, it was like, here is write a narrative and use sentences and correct grammar. And I was like, oh my God, I just had her write a poem, which is the opposite of this. So I just texted the teacher and told her, told him, like the sub gave this exp this assignment and we just did it and I can't make my kid redo it. And he said, this that's fine. Uh, remember I'm Mr. Rogers. And he is. But, you know, he's got to remember, like it is like really tough on all of us perfectionists. Like we're doing... We're having so much imperfection, but to upload an assignment that doesn't match the assignment that we're being told to do. So, you know, I'm having to just, you know, take a lot of deep breaths and, you know, remind myself to calm the fuck down and, um, you know, just, you'll be like, I'm not going to make my daughter redo an assignment just because, like, the way th th that it changed. Like, it's just, you know... It's just, there's only so much the poor kid can do. And, oh, okay, here's a better example of being an advocate for my kids. The district has rolled out this program, Epic, that's like a reading program, a computer program. And our teacher will give Epic reading. You know, he'll be like, go do Epic for 20 minutes. And Pippa doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to do more screen time. Um, you know, she wants to do screen time like YouTube at home. But she doesn't want more academic screen time. And she loves reading actual books to herself. So it's like, great. I, I tell her, don't do Epic. Go sit down with your chapter book and read by yourself. And I'm not even asking the teacher's permission for it these days because it's like, look, we're showing up. She's there for the online instructions. She's there for like the 872 interruptions from her classmates. Um, like, I'm not going to also make her do 20 minutes of epic when she could just read a book. So, you know, being an advocate. Um, it is validating for me to know that other people are struggling you know, it goes back to when I had postpartum depression and I did the postpartum depression podcast. A message I learned early on that's important is you are not alone. When I had postpartum depression, it really felt like a unique experience. Like I couldn't believe that anyone else felt as shitty as I did, that anyone else was um, failing at motherhood as much as I was. I wasn't failing at motherhood, but I felt like I was failing at motherhood. The the illness made me feel that way. Um and I have to, like, with distance learning, it's just reminding myself and others, you're not alone. So venting with friends, you know, in person when we manage, like, the park playdates or um, just over text. There's a lot of text change think, that my mental health really, like, depends on. And making the book was, like, really fun way for me to, like, let other parents know who are struggling out there, you're not alone. Like, this is shitty and it feels shitty because, oh my god, it's shitty. We have taken mental health days. We took, um, I think, four in October. Three when my brother was visiting um, from Northern California during their, like, my niece is on one of those year-round programs, so they had a week off. Um, and I was like, you know what? Seeing my brother and my sister-in-law and my nieces and letting my kids play with their cousins is, like, a million times more important than three days of soul-sucking distance learning. So we did that. And it was wonderful. And we took another day in late October to go to our favorite farm that has that was having like a harvest festival with like a big pumpkin patch and rides. You know, we could go out to the, they have like pick your own vegetables. And I was planning to do it in the afternoon after school one day. But that would have been a lot of like 
rushing to get there and then not having enough time and dealing with the afternoon crowds. I was like, you know what? We're just like, we're taking a day. We're just doing a mental health day. I don't think we need to take any mental health days in November because we had Veterans Day yesterday, which was awesome. And oh my gosh, we just have today and tomorrow and then one school week. And then we have a whole week off for Thanksgiving. And it's funny how usually I'm like, oh shit, the kids are home for a whole week. And now I'm like, oh, thank God, no school, no distance learning. And then December, we have, you know, so much time for the winter holidays for Christmas that, you know, I'm going to save our mental health days because even though I'm letting us take the mental health days, I don't want her to miss like 40 days of school. So, you know, I have to like dole it out. But so long as this keeps going, we are definitely taking mental health days. I have learned Sometimes, like, you know, I try to not label feelings as bad or good, but some feelings definitely feel like the emotional equivalent of a hurricane. And when I'm in an emotional storm, I cannot send emails or texts to people outside my inner circle. To, like, my sister, my cousins, my parents, my husband, my best, best friends, sure. My child's teacher or the principal or the district no, no, no. I have to, I can journal. I can journal the shit out of like, you know, emotional storms, but I can't like be like, I am now going to write a letter to the newspaper and send my letter to the editor before like having a time to process my feelings. Because, you know, a lot of the time the intense feelings come, like there's just going to be a certain number of bad days. I didn't write that in my notes, but um, I just remembered that's an important point. Some, like, I can't, I have to keep, I keep hitting bottom and I'm, it's a roller coaster and I have, I have more ups than downs and my downs are getting shorter and easier to be like, oh, huh, hmm, I'm having a down. Yeah, I'm grumpy as fuck because Jesus, it's 2020 and there's no end to distance learning. We have been told, um, don't think I mentioned this by the district, that we're not going back until January 11th at the earliest. But there's no promise of going back on January 11th. The teachers, a lot of teachers don't want to go back. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, there's just so many variables. But yeah, so waiting until I've, like, it's, it's good when I have anger to acknowledge the anger and be like, why am I angry? What boundaries of mine have been violated? What values of mine are not in aligned with like actions and the way I'm living or, or are people treating me in ways that are not okay? Like, but I have to then work my way through the anger before I actually communicate that to other people. And usually I get through the emotional storm and then I'm like, okay, deep breaths. Everyone's like, this is a shitty year and everyone's doing their best. Like, just let it go. So yeah, I've had to shift gears. Like I mentioned, um, fantasy series, just too damn tough to work on. Um, so I made my distance learning activity book for parents, just barely holding on to their last shred of sanity. I really like that title, so sorry, I'm going to keep saying it. And now the book's published, and I have a ton of ideas for other activity books I want to make. Like, a lot of motherhood ones, like pregnancy and, you know, newborns and toddlers and all, you know, like all the way through to where I am and all sorts of other weird, wonky ideas. But, um, I'm right now doing, instead... NaNoWriMo, which is National November Writing Month, where you, or National November Novel Writing Month, I don't, not, anyway, NaNoWriMo, and I have, even though I've been working on fantasy series, I've had this idea to write, um, a room mom novel series about, like, a mom who's, you know, just her adventures of motherhood and 
her child, you know, working their way through the school and being involved with the school and all, you know, just the drama of modern life. So I'm, with NaNoWriMo, you're supposed to, the goal is to write uh, 50,000 words in the month of November of the first draft of a new novel. It's not to finish a novel from start to finish, but to get your first draft done. So I'm doing that and it's been fun and playful and it makes me laugh and it's giving me a lot of joy and I can do it in the amounts of time I get when my kids, you know, in between the gaps of distance learning, the, the, the time I get, the free time I get, I is enough to work on this type of book. It doesn't need the attention that my fantasy novel needs. So, um, and, and you know, in ways it's like, I if this year hadn't happened this way, I'd just be working on my fantasy novel now, which would be great, but I really love the activity book I made and it's giving me this inspiration for making activity books and like it's something fun that I want to do and now that I'm writing this other novel it'll be a lot faster to write and publish and it's going to be its own series so I'm like it's a faster way to like get my writing career started so you know sort of like silver linings um there's definitely a balance I have to strike between surrendering to this experience and changing what's within my power to change you know I, and remembering okay, this is like what the experience is. I can't change the district, like the school district's decisions about when the kids go back to school. I can't change Governor Newsom's decisions. Um, but I can change myself. Like I can shift gears from writing a fantasy series to doing a easier novel that's just, not even easier, but just like a less time-consuming novel and an activity book. I can take mental health days for my kids. I can say, no, we're not doing the epic online program. We're, you know, I, I, I can change the things I can change. I can change. Right. But I can't, the things I can't change, I have to surrender to. I can't make the school district reopen the doors. Um, so when I rant and moan and bitch about it, it's like, I'm just making myself feel worse. It's like the suffering, layering suffering on top of pain. So there is like, this is tough. It's painful that the schools are closed. But I can either be like, well, this is tough and this is painful and here I go. Let me change what I can change. Or I can then be like, and it's so unfair and da da da. And I can make, I can add to my suffering. So, and that's something I have to remind myself constantly. Like I'm remembering this as I talk about it with you guys. So it's, and it's tough to know what, when should I surrender to an experience and when can I, when, when is it time for me to be an advocate? Uh, when am I being um, passive and just sort of like letting external forces beat me down. And, and when is it like, well, these are the, ex like, you know, if there's a rainstorm and you're outside and you're shouting at the sky, it shouldn't be raining. That's sort of worthless. But if you're stuck out in the rain and you have an umbrella, put up the umbrella or go inside the house or get some rain boots. You know, there's things you can do. Like you can't change the fact that it's raining and it's a storm, but you can change, you know, put on the raincoat, get the umbrella, get the boots. You don't have good enough boots. Go order yourself new boots for the next rainstorm. So I, it's, but it's tough to know what is the rains, what is the rainstorm? Like what parts of this experience are beyond my control? So it's, yeah, it's a lot of paying attention and being curious and knowing that I'm going to hit those lows, that I'm just going to have a certain number of grumpy days or even hours about this, like allowing myself to be like, I'm grumpy for an hour today. 
And now I've worked my way through it. Um, and I'm going to be grumpy again, maybe tomorrow or maybe in three days or maybe a week. Like, it's just a very uh, roller coaster emotional experience. Um, like I mentioned, we have a pod and that really helps enormously a lot because Pip is an extrovert and I think she is. I mean, she'll have to tell me like as she gets older, like she'll know herself obviously best, but she seems to be an extrovert and she seems to need to be around kids her age and she seems to need a lot of independence from me. So the pod definitely is helping us on that front and she gets to go to camp on the afternoon and that too helps uh, three days a week and that too helps enormously. But yeah, bottom line, this is tough. 2020 just like, it just sucks so much, but, um, you know, there's good experiences in all this and looking for the silver linings. And, um, it's funny in my activity book, one of the activities is letter to my future self. And first I do the letter to my future self as an example. And then there's space for the person who owns the book if they want to write their own letter to the future self. And in my letter, I'm like, you know, I know what you're doing. You're turning lemons into lemonade and looking back at this experience and not, you know, and saying this wasn't so bad. I learned a lot about myself and grew. And then, you know, you stupid idiot. Like, this is awful. Um, and <laughs> it was it was really fun to write that letter to my future self. But it's also reassuring to know that my future self will one day look back at this experience and be like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I really, like developed some stronger relationships with friends and bonded and I like learned how to set better boundaries with with myself and with kids and um it helped me like start an act you know like maybe I'm going to be like writing activity books will be my career like maybe I'll actually make money like once I have enough of the books made and I'll be making an activity book once a month for the rest of my life and it'll be something I love doing and it would be like wow this would never have happened but for distance learning so it's reassuring to know that at some future date, my future self will look back at this experience and be like, yep, we did it. We, we, we conquered, you know, go me. But right now I'm just like, it's also helpful to remember, like I've said a hundred times, because I need to hear it a hundred times. Oh my God, this is so tough. Whew. All right. On that note, I'm going to leave you. Um, yeah, go check out my book on Amazon. The Distance Learning Activity Book for parents just barely holding on to their last shred of sanity. And um, you can also sign up for my newsletter over on my website, CourtneyHenningNovak.com. It's very obvious in lots of places where you can sign up for the newsletter. I'm going to start sending weekly or bi-weekly um, rants, ramblings, pep talks, whatever, whatever I spew out into the world. Um, and then you'll know when podcast episodes come out and when my next book comes out. Wow. I mean, it's cool because the great silver lining is that it was going to be like years before I published my second book. And now it's like, no, I have an offer with two published books and that's, that's pretty bitching. So I hope wherever you are, I hope you're not doing distance learning, but if you are, I hope you're finding a way to um, make your days a little more bitching. Love you guys. And um, hopefully I'll be back next week. Though I make no guarantees because Oh my God, 2020 sucks so much. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Adventures with My 40s. You can reach me through my website, CourtneyHenningNovak.com or on Instagram at Courtney.Novak. If you're enjoying the show, subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. Have a great and wonderful week.